Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All bets are off on this show. <laughs> it's going that way already, huh? <laughs> yeah, big sales. Baron Brooks here on the middle. Yeah, man. Holy cow, this Calvin Ridley. What do we is, think? What is he thinking about, man? He's does is it right? He makes eleven million dollars a year. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let me get this right. You you make eleven million dollars a year, and now you're suspended, I'm assuming, without pay. Yes. And by for, the way, if you look for at fifteen that, for fifteen hundred. Hey, 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 Barrett, and if you look at the language, I don't know if it's just for a year. Right, <laughs> right. He can he can he can try in February of next year to come in and try to see if he can become uh you know eligible to be back in the league. He could petition it, but it's not. A, it mean it's, it's it's you know. Are we looking at this like uh, Pete Rose type of situation? Is is that where we're looking at it? Is that the way the league is looking at it? Yeah, but wait a minute. He was out last year. Well, he was uh he was out, but he was still under NFL contract. He was what was it a non football injury? He was out for a non football. Oh, injury. that's right because of depression. Right, 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 right. So he uh he went through he he bet for a week. He did a parlay for a week, a fifteen leg parlay for or fifteen or eighteen leg parlay for a week, and um it was only for fifteen hundred bucks, eleven million bucks cashed in for fifteen hundred bucks, dude. What are you thinking, folks? I'll tell you, and I know this. By the way, there's mom. Hey, mom. Good morning. Hey, the MFC's there too. Captain Captain Tony. That hey hey. That was an awesome picture of you guys at the boat show, man. Right. <laughs> that was awesome. By the way, you should the picture of you soldering stuff together and teaching your teaching yourself. You you got me a little bit motivated. I went down to my garage and I went like this. Look, <laughs> you think, man, there's something down here I can make. My wife looked over at me. She goes, Man, you don't even know what a hammer is. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. My wife is the one. Look uh, at my guys, boy, man, at the MFC. show. That's awesome, man. That's straight love. Captain Good, Tony, man. what's up, T? That's my dude, man. He's Salt and pepper me. right there. Yep. He, <laughs> he's teaching me the whole boat game, man. He's got me in his toolbox, man. So That's awesome, bro. That's he, uh, really cool, man. Look, the economy may not be doing right, man, but I went up there looking for a boat. He sold every single boat the second day, and, and there's, like, people on the pre-orders for, like, the next six the next six uh, boats, there's six people on the list for the next boat. So, Barrett, yeah, it did real right, good. Because of COVID, because of COVID, Barrett, that, like, boat sales have gone through the roof. And, yes. like, the last the two water. years. You know, boating is a, is a disposable income type of deal. You know, you, you have to have the money to do it. It's very, very expensive. And the mere fact that, you know, he's selling all these boats before, like, you can you, – you couldn't look for, I remember four years ago, I went to the boat show with him and he couldn't sell a boat. I mean, he, he sold three boats. Now look at him this year. He sold all 27 that he had at the show. And then, you know, like 20 more that, you know, that aren't even made yet. So this economy must be looking better than what people thinking they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. I've, I've seen people just out. 
on the West Coast, man. I mean, all these boat lots, people are on them. They're buying them. They're it, it, it really, it hasn't affected in anything. It's affected that business in a great way, which is a good thing because right. anybody with jobs and you're looking to put disposable income, bro, man, look at this. My boat burned 32 gallons an hour, five bucks a gallon. Bro, I went and got, I posted <laughs> on my Twitter page too. Gasoline in Communist California. <laughs> Communist California. <laughs> hey, hey, Barrett, it's getting near seven bucks, man. Are I'm you in kidding me? forever now. It's four bucks here, and I'm all pissed off. You know what I mean, dude? I mean that's crazy that you know gas prices are the way they are, man. Oh, they. Are. You know what, Barrett? I I said this on my Twitter, and I'm, I know people gave me shit for it too. I said, "Man, how's that war affect? Why is that war affecting me?" Right. right <laughs> I went right. Why? You know what, man? Hey, all of our hearts. You're pulling at our hearts with all the things and things you're showing us. I get it, but why do Americans have to suffer for this? I mean, it just seems. We don't have enough money. I mean, Tupac said it perfectly. We got enough money to feed wars, but we don't have enough money to feed the homeless. I don't know. You know, I, I mean, know. that's one of my favorite Tupac sayings, man. And I'm like, right. you know, it, you, I don't it's, know. It's crazy. But let's, let's talk about someone dumber than us, Calvin Ridley, for a second here. <laughs> Dude, tell everybody what's in the locker room when you walk in the door. The first thing that sign that you see with that giant NFL guy. Oh, it says no gambling, period. Period. It says it on the side. It's a list of rules that you have to abide by, you have to follow. You know what I'm saying? No drug use. You know, I mean, it it, it, it lays it out. And right up there with, with no drug use is no gambling. You know what I'm saying? No gambling. It's the first it thing it. you see when you walk in a locker room. Right? So it's, it's right there. That guy, the guy with the helmet, I've seen that thing in the locker rooms. Right. Like forever. <laughs> and it says right there, no gambling. And look, the fan duels, all these like Fox bets, this is new revenue for the players. They share in that. Right. So look, when we're when they're trying to push the players, they're not pushing the players to gamble. They're pushing you to gamble. Okay. Right. And you're part of that's like having inside information. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Barrett, when I worked at Wall Street. And I had some intel when it came to Sarah Lee or waste management or something. And I had information that when the stock was going to go public, I can't turn around and call my boys up and go like this. Hey, waste management. Blue Horseshoe says waste management, baby. (laughs) You can't. That's against the rules, man. That's against uh, the securities exchange uh, rules. That's kind of what this is a little bit here. I have no sympathy for a guy. No, yeah, I only bet fifteen hundred bucks, dude. You make eleven million. Hey, by the way, I say this to you, Barrett. The only people that could truly throw an NFL game, in my opinion, are the quarterbacks and kickers. Yep. There's just yep. too much, right? It is. It, you, you, to to really do it, you have to be a guy that has you know if the game's on the line. You look to that guy, and that's the quarterback, and you like you said, the kicker. It influences games, but to think that, you know, he's suspended for an entire year. A year and maybe more. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really crazy, bro. And, you know, I'm just thinking, is it, you know, just like, you know, you know, Pete Rose, the Pete Rose scenario, or or look at Miami when the owner was trying to influence the, the, you know, the coach. Ryan Flores on getting better draft position. Yeah, and, 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 
you know that is is that not the same thing? Yeah, trying to I influence agree. the game is influencing the line. I, I, I think it's the same thing. Or, How about when the Sixers were tanking? Hinky, yeah, I was just about to say Hinky. You know, Hinky was deliberately getting D League players to come play for the Sixers to get you know into the lottery every year. And oh, and it kind of worked out because they just had the best player in basketball right now on their first pick when they started that hinky stuff. So it kind of worked for them. But at the end of the day, man, it, you know, that's, I mean, that penalty is, is very severe. I mean, a guy can go beat his wife and only get suspended for six games, but then you turn around, you bet 1500 bucks and you're out for the rest of the season. I got one better for you. Calvin Ridley is going to face more of a suspension than Deshaun Watson will. Yes. Uh, no question about there. That is no question. Think about that for a minute. 22 sexual harassment or whatever you want to call it assaults. We don't know yet. I know they're civil, so I'm not going to go crazy on this, but a guy who bet 1500 bucks, here's some hypocrisy sometimes of park Avenue Barrett with some of these guys. And you're, you know, you're talking on how the league likes to protect the shield. So you could potentially have 22 sexual assaults on you. Get lesser of a penalty than a guy who bet 1500 bucks in a parlay. <laughs> hey man, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> give me give me give me give me the reasons behind. I mean, I understand the integrity of the game, yada 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 yada, but the guy wasn't even on the team at the time. I mean, he's on the team. His rights are on the team, but he wasn't even around the team no, when oh, he did oh, it. Right, if I'm not mistaken, when you're on IR, you show up to the trainer, you go for rehab, and then you're out, right? I mean, well, you, he's you, not you, he wasn't even on IR. He was around, he wasn't even around the team. Oh, he, he wasn't even around the facility. No, he was gone for like ten. I mean, uh, he was gone for like ten weeks. He he hadn't even seen any of those guys. He wasn't even around those guys. Man. You know what I'm saying? He was dealing with issues as far as his mental health. So I mean, why couldn't he say, "All right, my mental health, I did that," but he messed Man. up. He, I don't know. I he, just, he, he, he's gonna I say, it. he's gonna say, uh, "Oh, um, what do you say? Um, I knew I was wrong when I did it." Don't say that, fool. Who's his agent? Who's his representation? Say you were doing it, you did it, and, and, and you had an episode or something, man. He's just not the smartest guy in the world. He deserves that for even tweeting that. You know what I mean? Hey, he man, my, my wife tells me, Barrett, all the time, never admit to anything. <laughs> my wife just is so right. I didn't do it. <laughs> never admit to anything, man. She right, goes, right. like, sign it. No, my wife says this. Sign everything and don't admit to anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my wife's not a my wife. Don't think about the future. My wife don't think about the past. She lives in the today, whichever right, right today. now, right, right now, now, man. That's how Kim lives her life, man. She goes, I, "Hey, so you don't really? I don't care about tomorrow, man." Right, yeah. right, right, right. We'll yeah. deal with that tomorrow when it comes. Yeah, right. Because you know? she goes, "I am not promised tomorrow, man. I know my feet are standing up right now." Okay, <laughs> this may bug a lot of people when we say this here. You tell me if you agree with it. So today the salary caps um, and the franchise tag numbers have come out for all the players today, and you have to tag players by today. Howie Roseman has done a sensational job with the Eagles and the fact that there won't be one guy that will be franchise tag. And some people are saying, well, they don't have any players good enough to franchise tag. That's oh, not necessarily do. the truth. Yeah, they do. They do have some good players that they could franchise tag. But that's when Howie was doing all those contract extensions 
during the season, he didn't want to get to the salary cap number and or he didn't want to get to the tag number. He wanted to get these guys signed to eagle-friendly deals, yep. and he did. Are you giving how he – look, here's another merit badge. In my opinion, watch this. The cap set now 208, 2082, I believe. That's up $27 million, obviously, because of COVID, even though I don't understand why the owners made money, the commissioner made money, but the player salaries went down during COVID. That still never made any sense, but I know – and even the television ratings were great last year. Tom Brady even mentioned that. I had a problem with this cap going down to 180, whatever it was. But now at 208, the Eagles don't have a player that they have to address with the cap. You give them kudos for this, and do you give them a merit badge for the fact that Howie Roseman has the Eagles financially in a great position compared to what we're seeing with the Cowboys? This is a pretty amazing. And they're going to have substantial money to play around in free agency, Barrett. Well, you look at what Howie did, and I, 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 you, you have to give him credit. You can't just be a hater, out and, you know, just, just to hate. When you look at Howie and what he's executed, he put them in a great position to be, um, to be able to be competitive out there and signing free agents. You look at what he had. He had a quarterback that was going to get what $30, 32, $33, $34 million, thirty-four million dollars a year. Traded him, got a first round pick for this year. And finally, they paid last year because they paid the whole thirty-four million dollars to, uh, you know, to to, you know, for his contract to Indianapolis, so Indianapolis could pay pay him. But to me, that's to me that that's that's him being who he is. That's what he's good at. That's what his role should be. More so than I think going out and evaluating talent, the way he moves that, you know, that those those commas and and executes, you know, getting the money where it needs to be, getting money off the books. Alshon Jeffrey is no longer on the books. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Deshaun Jackson is not on the books. He has cleared away a lot of money to have, you know, the placement of where they are under the cap right now. All this stuff he foresaw earlier in the year, even before, you know, all the nonsense went on with, um, you know, with, you know, how the cap was going to be, he put himself in a position to be very competitive. And I think that's really the reason why this year is going to be a drastic jump for this team because they're going to be competitive because they have the money to bring in some pretty good free agents and also their draft uh, positioning. Well, look at there. Here you go. There you go. Dallas Goddard has more receiving yards, 830, than the kid in Miami, 780 in 2021. Goddard played 789, 81 in snaps. Jisiki played 828 in snaps. Goddard has a cap number of 3.7 in 2022 with a new Jusecki. contract. And look at that, man. And Jusecki the kid from Miami, 10 million. 10 million 10 1, yeah, that's, that's a lot, man. Under a franchise tag. That right there and alone, look, there's a $7 million gap in that that you could put on your on your free, potential free agent market buys when you're trying to look at either a safety, a linebacker, a rush end. That's $7 million of latitude that you get just in one player. You know, and, and let me ask you something, Barrett, because I you, you've been around this team and all of you who are watching us now, that's from what I understand about his history. I've done some research on his history. He's kind of like Bruce Allen in a way, not in character, but in the fact that he was a capologist. Is that correct? That's his forte yes. on being able to set the tables and know the dots, like you said, moving the decimal points, 
Um, what's this guy's salary going to look like? Maybe that's why he has such control over the roster is because he's looking at bonuses. He's looking at – I think it gets in the way of Sunday's play at times. Yes. But to me, he's balancing the books every day for the owner of the football team, and that's why you're in a good position in cap. What's really impressive about it, though, is usually when you're $30 million under a salary cap, Barrett, you're you're like a six and you're like a six and eleven team. You're not really a team that's going to sit there and be um, a person that you know you're rebuilding or retooling, whatever you want to call it. Your quarterback got better. You made the postseason. I mean, the Bengals and the Eagles of all the playoff teams of a year ago are probably in the best shape of any two teams that made the playoffs this year. Because if you look at the majority of these teams. Chiefs included, Rams especially. You're talking about people over the salary cap that have to make really critical cuts, restructuring of contracts. Look at what Dallas is doing today. The Cowboys are in a position now where they have to go back to Dak, give him more guaranteed cash. Get him money up front. Cap number. I mean, we're sitting here talking about what position should we look at in free agency and these guys are looking at what positions they need to cut. It's pretty impressive. Bro, you look at them, um, and, and when you ask a guy to go, when you ask a guy to to to, to give him some wiggle, wiggle room and, 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 and you know, allow them to, to mix around, you know, their, their contract, guys want them to, want you to do that. You know, if they come to you, hey, we want to restructure your deal. Daggone right they want to restructure their deal. You know why? Because they give you more of a signing bonus. You get your money up front. You get it faster when you restructure your deal. They put it in bonus money in which you can spread out over the tenure of that contract. So, of course, you know, Dak is going to say, yeah, I mean, that that's fine with me. Let's restructure this deal. That way he gets his money up front and gets it faster. Howie did that a lot like he did with Fletcher Cox. He did it with a bunch of guys, Lane Johnson, uh, Brandon Brooks. Oh, and what, by the way, Brandon Brooks, um, his dollar amount goes off the, um, off, uh, you know, the salary cap also. So when you look at Dallas – of course, of course they're going to ask Dak, and Dak's going to say, yeah. But the defensive end said no. DeMarcus Lawrence said no. I'm not doing it, which is shocking to me. That really shocked me because his cap value, is, his cap hit is like almost $27 million. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I he, mean, ain't getting that, he ain't getting that on the open market. No, 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 no. I don't he ain't getting that on the open. Hey, you don't think, Barnett, you don't think he gets tagged today? No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. He'll get, he'll get a nice number. He'll, get, and by he'll the way, get a nice number, though. He'll get some nice money, you know, out of the free agency. But I don't think his worth right now in the Eagles organization is that high because he makes a lot of boneheaded um, mistakes. He does a lot of stupid stuff, and plus he's not healthy all the time. So I think his tenure here is is, is left the building because he's just not that – um, he's just not what he, they panned out and drafted him in the number 13 pick to be. How'd you like to have this tag number put on Barrett Brooks, 16-6? What? That's the tag for the old lineman. 16-6. How do you feel about the franchise tag? Would you want it put on you or would you want your contract? Remember something. You get all that money and guaranteed con money. Kirk Cousins made a living. Kirk Cousins, I think, made $90 million in Washington. Yes. Just yes. getting the franchise tag because they weren't sold on him when they kept Tagging him, he kept getting what the number was. 16. He did three years straight, didn't he? What? 
He did it three years in a row, didn't he? Wasn't it three yeah, years? Yeah, three in a years row? in a row. And then he got another $90 million deal in Minnesota. Right. <laughs> 87. This guy's made like almost a half a billion dollars as a quarterback. Think of that. Kirk Cousins has made like $300 million in Absolutely. the NFL. He worked the league. You know, he's he's almost at the level of Sam Bradford. Now, Sam Bradford put things at a different level. You know, first of all, he's the last guy to get that big money before they started. Fifty-four million guaranteed yeah. signing bonus. He made every single nickel of that. Then he turned around, he gets traded, and he goes to I think to the Eagles. He gets all the money that they signed him to, and then signs a contract to go to Minnesota. Made all that money, left Minnesota, and then went to the Cardinals, signed a two-year, twenty million dollar contract, over twenty million dollar contract, and got every single penny of that. Talking about gangster, that guy is. <laughs> he is the best. You know what I'm saying? He came in with the hood and mask and robbed everybody and just sailed off into the sunset with all that money and didn't do squat. He didn't do a damn thing in the league and he got all that money, bro. Hey, I got to tell you this, man. Jimmy Johnson did this one day to a guy. I I, I think it was Eugene Robin. No, it wasn't Eugene. G- Eugene Lockhart. He was a linebacker for the uh, for the Cowboys, right? He come walking in, man, on a Tuesday, and Jimmy looked at him. He goes, you know, man, Jesse James, when he robbed banks, he used a gun. (laughs) 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 Oh, look, 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 look. Xander said put up nine seasons, $130 million for Bradford. Come on, bruh. Come on. He might have started. He might have started a full season one year. He might have done it. Come oh on, man. God, man, that is so much dough. Here, let me go through the numbers. Quarterback, if you get to tag, 29-7. Running backs, 9.5. Wide receivers, get this. Did you ever think in your life, Barrett, you would think that receivers make double the running $18.4 million for wide receivers in the NFL? It's changed. You know, the league has changed. It used to be the running back was the staple. The running game was the staple in the league. It's it's it's, it's, it's that, you know, air air passing now that go everybody goes with. The tight end, as we just showed you, is 10-9. O-lineman, 16-6. <sighs> Defensive ends, 17.8. DTs, what are you talking about here? 17.3. Wow. Linebackers, 18.7. Corners, 17.2. Safeties, 12.9. Stupid kickers, 5.2. Can you believe that? are not football players. Okay? They're not football players. I cannot believe that, man. They're a skill set guy on the team. That's simply ridiculous. Look, Look at, at the amount of money, man. 208.2 is the salary cap. What do you make of these numbers? I played way too early. <laughs> way too early. You know, I played 16-6 for old linemen. I played, you know what? This is going to put things in respect. I had a 12-year NFL career. I only made... $17.2 million over the entirety of my career. Which is spectacular. Right. I, I, you see me You see me complaining? No. No, which is spectacular. But these guys are getting it average pay each year now. I played way too soon. 
way, way too soon. Hey, 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 I'll give you one too. So my, I, when I told you I got that $350,000 signing bonus, my uncle goes like this. He goes, he, my Hall of Fame uncle too. He goes, man, I played 14 years. I'm in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I was an MVP of this league. And in my entire time, I never made $350,000. I turned around <laughs> and looked at Robustelli, and I went like this. I said, Haas, you play when they rolled up their helmets and put them in their back pocket, though. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me. He goes, son, don't, you, let, me, let me just see if you get the year three, okay? Right. <laughs> hey, let me see. And I, I looked at him, and I said, what's that mean? <laughs> right, right. That's what uh, the average is. Damn right. The NFL average is, is, is three years. Yep. That's why and we all know why, because that's when you get vested in the fourth year. Right. And they don't want to pay insurance. And that's what and it they is. They don't want to pay health care. So when you get vested, you have to play three years, but you have to get into that fourth year and play yeah. three games in that four. You can't just make it to the fourth year, but you got to play in three games or be on the roster for three games before you that's qualify exactly for right. the NFL pension. In your fourth year, you have to play a third yep. game and then you're vested. And you, you, Dude, I thought you were vested for life. Me too. No, it's five years after you five years after you retire, you gotta five, you gotta buy your own health care, man. So let me get this right. You're you're a 10 plus year guy. Yep. And you don't have lifetime benefits. No, absolutely not. I could just see if it was just me that I get the lifetime benefit. I'm not even talking about my family. If I just get the lifetime benefit, I'd be cool with that. But no, right after that fifth year, they cut that off. You gotta buy your own insurance. And I was, can't believe that, bro. And bro, and when I was doing it, man, when I was paying for it, it was our like, pension plan's the worst. The worst. I mean, our union contract you know is the worst. Our union's the worst. Yep. We're the only we we're the only of the big five team, of the big five, you know, team oriented sports that do not have guaranteed contracts, and we are the most explosive and 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 uh, you know. The league that you know more injuries come from, and we do not have lifetime health care. And the I fastest growing the league. Yeah, we are the number one league. No, we you are by far. We have now taken over for baseball as America's uh, pastime. Now Absolutely. baseball is no longer that, and there's no question that. But you know what? This is probably why Barrett that the league is in the position that they are because the league looks at it like this. Okay, see in the NBA. They don't give a shit about the Orlando Magic not nope. being competitive. They don't care about some of these other organizations like the um like just just pick a team that just absolutely like the Pelicans. They don't care about teams like that. But in the NFL, they care about the weakest links. Yeah. They want those teams. That's why they do this. If you're shitty, you get the first pick. Yeah. You get the weaker schedule. They 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 think that parity sells, and you know what? Ninety seven or ninety one of the top one hundred television shows last year were National Football League games. They're right; <laughs> it does sell. And so yep. the league, what makes them great? Well, if they sign you, Barrett, to a sixteen million dollar a year contract, and all of a sudden they decide, and Butch Davis comes parachuting in and looks at Barrett and goes, Yep. Okay. You don't get that six. You don't get that sixteen seven. You get your guaranteed bonuses that you had on your contract when you ink it. People don't realize it, right? I signed a two point one million dollar deal when I came out of college in eighty seven. 
when they cut me, I'm like this. Well, oh, where's the other million bucks? They went, yeah. what million bucks? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, he goes, well, you got your side of bonus and you got your paychecks from what you got and you got your you you got your bonuses. I posted a forty five thousand dollar bonus I got for just working out and such. So I got some of them bonuses, but I'm like, damn man, Major League Baseball Barrett or basketball is even worse. You sign one of those mega contracts, those two hundred fifty million dollar deals, Barrett. You're owed like Russell Westbrook is owed a quarter of a billion dollars. Yes, yes. You're paying him whether he's in the G League or he's playing in Israel. You're paying that guy. You look at. <laughs> And if you look at the coaches, like the coaches, the coaches have guaranteed contracts. Their contracts are guaranteed. They 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 fire. And they, they get, get lifetime benefits, don't they? Yes, don't they get yes. benefits? What the hell are they doing? That's crazy. You know, and, and Goodell, Goodell gets lifetime benefits. He's he's working a new contract, Barrett. Right? You la- get this. Last year he made sixty five million dollars. He's negotiating a contract right now between eighty five and hundred million annually. And, Annually, and, and he gets and he gets use of the NFL's private plane, the jet, whatever he wants it. He is the number one non-owner salary guy, players, <laughs> and executives in the National Football League. And Barrett, here's something else I'll piss you off: being a 12 year guy, and he's never taking a hit, never taking a snap. You know what I mean? Never <laughs> taking a snap. That's crazy. How's man. that guy, dude? I mean, look. I mean, and you know what? He's the he's the ultimate sword swallower in the history of sports because all the stuff that goes on with the league and all the bad looks at times, Washington and Carolina, and you know somebody's got to play the bad guy. Goodell plays the bad guy, dude. How'd you like to have that job? Yes, yes, yes. This is on me. Sixty-five million bucks direct deposited in your account every yeah. year, dude. Come on, man. You know, I mean, uh, it's crazy, man. Oh, Cap, you know, Kaepernick, you know, yeah, we messed up. I'm sorry. Um, hey, hey, guys, I'm trying to work this out. You know what I'm saying? You know, perfectly I mean, I'm, I'm done. But um, yeah, yeah, Cap, we apologize for it. You know, what else you want me to say? Here's 20 million. <laughs> they gave him a settlement. Remember, they go like right, this. Right, right. Hey, hey, look, we're give him, give, give him, give him a few money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. How much? Would you say, Jerry? Would you say, Jerry? <laughs> 20? Is that good enough? Right. Here, here's a $20 million. Here's a $20 million settlement. They gave Kaepernick $20 million. Wow. They okay. gave, hey, they gave him $20 because that's their sorry. Right. Hey, Cap, get the – by the way, it always bugs me about that Kaepernick story. We know one thing it always did. The, the, the public always thought he sucked. Right. If you looked at his last year's numbers, he he was on he had 2100 yards passing, he had 16 touchdowns and six interceptions on a horrific 49er team. He had over 438 yards rushing. Now if you translate that out, he would have thrown for about 3400 yards. He would have had about 23 touchdowns versus like like uh nine interceptions and he would have had 900 rushing yards. I don't know about you, but that sounds like Jalen Hurts to me or it sounds like Lamar Jackson to me. And he was like the he was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Let's not forget something. He's won a conference championship. He was in the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I mean you look at it, man. Come on, man. You know, and, I and, never and, thought he sucked. I, I never, never thought he sucked. My boy responded my boy Joy B. Yeah, I was definitely fortunate to make that much money over 12. You're right. 
with you know inflation and and, and you know Uncle Sam. People don't understand that <laughs> we were in the same when you play, you were in the same tax bracket as as as, as, as you know Warren Buffett and all those guys. So people understand when you sign that when the guy makes a million dollars, he only gets five hundred thousand dollars of that money. Here's you know? here here, Barrett. I, I I translate this out and I'll show you what. Let's just take a million bucks. Okay, well the tax guy, Barrett's in the thirty percent tax bracket, so that's down to seven hundred thousand bucks. No, thirty six. It's the thirty six agent. How much did you give your agent? Three percent. Three. How much? I gave him three percent. I worked it 3%. out. Three percent. Okay, so there's another eighty five thousand. Now you're down at six. You're down at six fifty, Bill. Now you have to have standard of living. If yep. you're playing in Philly, Pittsburgh's probably a little better. You're talking about bringing home plus the state income tax. You got to look at state income tax in both Pennsylvania, about, about um, where he played yet, with the Steelers and the Eagles. You got to look at uh, that state income tax. You're talking roughly about five hundred grand, which is great money. No, 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 no hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No one's you, disputing that, but you can't forget Barrett this. Probably took seals. home out of a million bucks. Probably took home five hundred grand. But hold on, that's what I'm saying. So out of that, you know, so you got. $30 million for, for, for Uncle Sam, you got another 12% for the state you live in. Right. But you also file a tax return that, that in every state that you play in. So you got to, you know. You, Dude, you Detroit. Good. Wait a minute, Barrett. Detroit. Tell me it's not the worst. <laughs> Dude, I went up there and I played. And I, I and when, first I, fought, I saw that when I played for the Bucks. I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I getting taxed in Detroit? He goes, well, anybody who comes in from out of town. And all the guys who play against the Lions, you get taxed a little more for that yep. game. I'm like, what? Yep. Yeah, you do. Yep. You got to pay their taxes in their state. California was the worst. California ripped you a new one. Philadelphia does too because you got to pay their city wage tax also when you come in and play them. You love to play in like Florida. You love to play in, in Texas. Texas. They don't, have, they don't have a state tax there. So you're good. But That's why free agents, places, right, Barrett? Yes. That's why free agents don't go to California, Detroit. Right. Or New York, no. And just let, unless you're one of those guys you want to be flamboyant and be out, go on rodeo drive, not rodeo, but rodeo drive. <laughs> <laughs> it is rodeo drive, but I'll take rodeo. But that's okay. <laughs> Get this bird's got a few money. He could go to rodeo drive, but he's like, what's the name of that thing out there? So I can already tell a guy who solders his own shit together. He saved everybody's money. Yeah, hey, what he's talking about? I, hey, man, we, let's go to break, man. We'll talk about. It. We, we, we. Hey, man, I got, talk. I got something for you too here, man. I want to talk about direction of the um, of the Eagles and free agency with all this money that they're going to have. Plus, I wrote down some guys, man. I want to get your thoughts on some dudes that had some pretty good days at the combines. God, there's so much news going on here. Do me a favor, guys. Okay. Talk about the direction of the football team. I'm talking Eagles in free agency because that's starting right around the corner. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, back in three here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the middle Barrett Brooks and Silio. Barrett, I found something here. What's that? One of my bonus checks from the Lions. <laughs> Ten grand. You know what this was for? What's that? Show it up. Oh, see, I, I didn't get that. You know, I didn't get that a lot of the times. I got a couple. Really, of you didn't get you didn't get report bonuses? Yeah, I got workout. I did get. Um, I not work, reporting, but I got workout bonuses. Like workout, workout bonuses, like twenty five G's. You know, to, to yeah, to yeah. Workout in town. You know, I got those, but I didn't get the. the when uh, I got my first of, check for working out. They gave me like a four hundred dollar check. I go, what's this? They go like this. Oh, this is your workout. You know, you work out, you get. But it's not my contract. They go, no, I, I get no. But this it's is league. You, you get this money for working out. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> bro. It's like it's like twenty five hundred now. When I played, you're kid. Wow. When I played, it was fifteen. Wow. Fifteen, fifteen a week. Tell me, it, it shocked me because I was do- I had to do it anyway. You know, which, well, I mean, you're paying me for shit I have to do anyway, man. I have to put the work in if I want to stay here. I mean, and here's your here's your workout check, man. I was like, I got a four hundred fifty dollar check for working out. I got it every week. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I the, the chicks used well, uh, people used to show up to my place <laughs> and see like you were talking them checks on my stand or just all right. over the joint, man. <laughs> five thousand here, forty five hundred dollars here. Now, well, how come you don't have them in the bank? Yeah, too lazy to get rolling down here. You can't go to a drive-thru. I'll get there, man. Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, hey, hold on. Look at this. Hold on. The stream is on it, man. Are you guys serious? A-Rod got four years, yeah. $200 million. Right here. $153 four years, million, $200 million. Um, 
Rodgers to the pack. No numbers completely yet here, though. But four years, $200 million. That's something. But watch this. That sounds right. It, it does. Actually, it does. If I'm going to pay a guy 50 million bucks. Why not be the best quarterback in the league? Well, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he, so. he is. That's agreed, guys. It's not fake news. I was, I thought that they would only go two years, though. Me too. Me too. And but I you think know that what? Hey, Barrett, would that okay? So if you're Rodgers, do you do this? Fifty million bucks, man. I mean, dude, you, you're making a quarter of a billion dollars now. Four years and you're 37. This takes him into his, like, this guy's 41 years of age, man. Twilight, Brady's 44. Yeah, twilight years, man. Twilight years. Man. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. I, you know, and you got to think that majority of this money's guaranteed. Well, one hundred. It says one hundred fifty-three million is guaranteed. One hundred fifty-three million. Holy! One hundred and fifty-three million guaranteed. That's crazy. And, and, and chalk it up, sport. You're right. Rogers is the ultimate finesser. He finessed them just by just by saying nothing but saying a lot. He he chose his words wisely. And made it happen, bro. Now, will he have enough juice now to get his receiver signed? I mean, just like you said, the the uh, the, the um, was it for wide receivers eighteen point four million? Will he play for eighteen point four million? That's a, that's a nice little franchise tag, but he's the best receiver in the league. Well, they're gonna tag him. Yeah, but it's already done. Yeah, he's tagged. Yeah, so he's you pissed tag- off oh, right now. But now, watch this, Cape. Okay. You got sixty. You got seventy million dollars in two players <laughs> <laughs> on a two hundred eight cap. Right. So wait right, a minute. Right. Okay. Hey, let me let me throw this to you here, though, Barrett. This is a prime example of the Packers now not having a good season this year. I'm gonna tell you why. Well, you ain't gonna keep the other guys on the team. What happens, to Aaron Jones now? Oh, exactly. Exactly. In fact, How about that tackle? Years. Gutierrez, whatever that kid's name yeah. is. Yeah, yep. What, okay, he's 16. He's 16 six. His mm. deal's up. Yep, yep. So and, 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 hey, A Rod fought for him to stay. A Rod wanted him to stay. That's the only reason why he was staying. Oh, okay. Uh, we well. Uh, so how you, you gonna pay him? Money to stay. Right. You got to keep it under the cap. Well, there it is. You know, because look at the free agents right now. Uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, the right guard, Lucas Patrick, uh, t- tight end, um, uh, what's his name? Robert uh, Tonyan, whatever his name is. Uh, Dennis Kelly, pretty good backup. Uh, what's his name? St. Brown, pretty good receiver. They have a lot of guys, man. That you know, Tyler Lancaster, really good DN. Devon, uh, what's it? Devondre Campbell. Yeah, he's he's up this year. Chad and Sullivan, he's up this year. Kevin King is up this year. They have a Won't lot be the of same guys. roster, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it will not be. The, it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota makes a run at that at that division. I'll I'll say, like I said, that was always the secret sauce, Barrett, in New England. Brady never took market money. He always took less money so that they could pay the balance of the roster, I so they know. could have a balanced salary cap. The Packers, just like the Cowboys, they're in the same position. Prescott's a $42 million guy. Now you've got A-Rod, $50 million. 
and you got a receiver almost at $20 million, 70 million bucks and two dudes. That is a lot of money where you're going to have to, I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're going to be a rookie or a free agent, you want to play in green Bay. I'm going to tell you why, <laughs> because you've got to have guys on that roster Bear, people don't realize this, and I say this and people don't believe me. Half the league is undrafted guys because yes. you have to have dudes on the roster to be able to put guys on there because financially you can't have $8 million guys at every position. It doesn't work that way. There's 53 guys on a roster. Well, I mean, you look at it, I think it's like 78, 78 to 80% of the money um, in the NFL – is allocated by 5% of the roster. 5% of the roster makes 80% of the money. That's the way it all works out. That's why you get – I nickel and dime the league for years and was happy to do it, didn't mind doing it because that's pretty good money. We're playing a game, a game. And to make that amount of money, I mean, I couldn't do that digging ditches. So, of course, I was happy to get what I was getting. But just like you said yesterday, when you look to the left of you, you look to the right of you. You're like, oh, man, look at his house. He's got a lot more shinier things in his house. I took my little $77,000 check, and I looked at it, and I looked over at, at Casey Hampton, and Casey Hampton making 320 Look at Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward making 225 You know what I mean? You know, you got to stay in your own house. You don't want to get them jealous, That you know, that jealousy running through your veins, you know. You turn green with envy looking at their checks as opposed to your check. Because you know what I, I look at my like check, though, Barrett? but I look at my check and I look at um and I look at my pops check when he was making work yeah. at the post office. It's not even a comparison. I know, and, he, and my grandpa said the same thing to me too. He goes like this: He goes, I made twenty nine thousand dollars my whole life, a year when I was a fireman. Here you are making forty thousand dollars a week, and I'm going like, yeah. But Barrett, you got people don't realize this. At the end of the year, um, they give you a list when you're a free agent of the top salary guys at your position. And what they're trying to lead you to do is, right, don't ask for less money because what do they always tell us? You're hurting the next dude. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, right? Don't they the, – the, the union tells us that, right? They go like this to you. Hey, man, don't take less dough. Don't do hometown discounts. Yep. See, Brady kind of like polluted that, that thought process at the quarterback position. Brady must look at this – I wonder – Hey, I wonder if that does now make Tom Brady want to play. <laughs> oh, he sees the fifty million. Nah, you know what? He he's he's good, man. Because his, his wife makes what ninety million a year. Hang on, Barrett. Like if somebody called you up and you had just retired and you were second in the MVP voting, and the Bucks would allow you to go and maybe go to San Fran or. Wherever team puts $50 million on the table or they put 20 million, 16, six, what's your wife going to tell you? What, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, why, why don't I hear that treadmill moving? You know what I'm saying? Why don't I hear them, them weights clanging? Let's go. <laughs> you you, you got to see your plate and go, Hey man, where's my grub? <laughs> right, 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 right. What is all this lettuce and carrots doing on my plate? Oh, bro, you got to get in shape. Uh, you got to run. Here's your shake right here. Get on downstairs, work out. Yeah, you know, make make this money. <laughs> Dude, man, unbelievable. Let me ask you this now. With all the numbers coming out today, and 
we kind of gave Howie a merit badge here a little bit because of the job that he's done. He's done a great job at balancing the books for the Eagles, and they're getting better. They're a playoff team. Um, free agency. What's the priority and the direction in free agency that you think he's going to go? And what's his I, – I, I would say this. What, what is his mentality? Does he, does he have a set plan in how he attacks free agency? He likes this position. He likes that position. Or is it fluid, Barrett? By, what I mean by that is, does he look at it like this? Does he go into every year? Because I don't know his – his characteristics and how he looks. I know that when coach Johnson looked at free agency, he looked at free agency every single year as a new chapter in a book. I need offensive linemen. I'm going to go here uh, next year. I need a couple linebackers at cheaper prices to fill my roster. I'm trying to get an economic deal here. Is that how, how he's looking at it here? Does he look at free agency to talk about what we talked about a couple minutes ago, to balance the roster, not overspend. Has he over ever overspent in free agency? He has before. I think he overspent for Alshon. I think he overspent for, you know, uh, there's, there's a couple of contracts I think he overspent for. Um, you know, but, I, you know, of course, you know, you don't usually do this. You don't look at somebody else's, uh, you know, money, account their money. But, I think, you know, Alshon, he went above and beyond. I think Fletcher Cox, he also did it, for, you know, with him. But and, – and also Jason Peters. Jason Peters was a guy, you know, Jason Peters said, hey, they paid him to play guard. He ends up playing tackle. He went back to the table and said, look, I'm not coming into camp unless you give me left tackle money because now I'm playing left tackle. I agree with that. <laughs> right. So he, he, so he, he went back and paid Jason Peters like a couple mil more to come back and play tackle. You know, those are things, you know, not the average person could do. And his hands were tied behind his back because, you know, you're talking about Jason Peters, you know, you know, I think he'd be a first battle Hall of Famer. So in those instances, he has. But I mean, how he's good at at, at maximizing the value of the players and and signing them early. When he looks at the draft, you know, to me, there's two ways to look at the draft. You can look at the draft as, all right, we're going to go get a need or you can look at the draft as best player available. And I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of a you know a need-based draft with him. He didn't usually get the best player available. Like need as far as you know, he needed a wide receiver because Jalen Rager didn't mess up. Or Jalen Rager, we need a receiver and we got Jalen Rager. But then he turns around in the second um in the second round, and I think he gets the best player available. So I think in the first round, he gets a need, second round, best player available. And it seems like the second rounders are overshadowing the first rounders, you know, a lot of the times because you're getting the best player available. That's just the way I looked at it. You know, what, 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 what on this team would be a position that the Eagles would, would attack in free agency. You think uh, free agency, I think wide receiver would be number one, get a veteran wide receiver in that room. Would you rather young. have him on a rookie contract though? Wouldn't you rather have him on a rookie? But then again, you're not, you don't know what the production level will be on a guy coming out of college. It's too much of an outlier. So you're saying I'd rather have a sure thing, pay yes. maybe a couple extra million bucks for a guy who could at least, if he's not a one, he's a two. And and teach those young guys how to play the game. Like Greg Ward Jr. was the veteran um, vocal leader in that, in the, um, in their meeting room. 
and he was barely a receiver himself. You know, he he was a, a college quarterback before he moved to receiver. So I think you need a guy, you know, an older guy to come in, you know, with at least a couple of years in league, a couple of years, um, years of experience to get you over the hump. You know, there's nothing like having that veteran presence, just like with the offensive line. A lot of the times, you know, we, we give Stalin all the praise and all, you know, everything. But he had a great Jason Peters, and when he talked, everybody listened. And he was good enough, and he helped those young guys play way better than what they were capable of playing because with the both of them teaming up with players, you know, it's Jordan Malata sets just like Jason Peters. You watch the way he plays, so does Lane Johnson. He's the one who they set the foundation of how they played with him, with Jason Peters. And their game is kind of, you know, it's kind of catered to playing like Jason Peters. You get that veteran leadership in a room, it helps you out. Just like with the Eagles running back room. You know, Howard was the guy that the younger guys looked at. You know, even, you know, even looking at a guy like Sproles. Sproles, you know, they they, they stayed in constant contact. He still stays in contact with that running back room. So you need a veteran in that wide receiver room to kind of take hold of him and, and get him molded in the right way. I can remember Irvin Fryer coming into the, you know, the Eagles locker room and really setting the, you know, setting the motion of, of, of the receivers becoming a more dominant, you know, you know, offensive weapon. Before he was there, they weren't a dominant offensive weapon. It was the tight ends in the West Coast offense, and we ran the ball. It wasn't until he got there he showed those receivers, all right, this is our purpose in, uh, it, within this framework of the, of, the, of, the, um, of the offense and where they're supposed to be at. You know, he showed them little idiosyncrasies to help them out and, and take their game to another level. So, Barrett, you're looking at when you go after free agents, you're looking at – not just the pure talent of the player. Right. You, 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 especially when you have such a young group like they have. I mean, Eagle, the Eagle room, there's no really true veteran. If you think about it, too, on the offensive side of the football, outside of the O line, the O line are the leaders in that huddle, in my opinion. Jalen could be whatever and they could say whatever he wants, but the guys in the locker room, the locker room leaders are coming from that offensive line. So when you go into free agency, you want to go and find a guy, and you want to profile a guy like this. I want production, and I want leadership to teach these guys, hey, this is what you got to do when you show up to meetings. This is how you prepare. This is how you go out and go with your quarterback, and you go out for two hours, maybe before the game like Peyton Manning did. You know, that must have been a really interesting place to play, Indianapolis, when Manning and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne were in the building, because if you were a wide receiver like that kid Gonzalez coming out from Ohio State that went in that room, he said, man, these guys, they were they were out two hours before every single game throwing routes. Every yep. game, that was expected. It wasn't told. It was just expected. You know, Barrett, it's funny you say that because I told you this. When I got to the Buccaneers, there was nobody, and we had a guy named Ron Holmes, who was on the team, and Ron was decent. He wasn't great. I didn't think he was, but they paid him well. And I never thought he was a true pro, and I'm looking around the room, and I'm trying to find. So I got this guy, Mike Stensrud, who played 13, 14 years. He's an old-school guy. He backed up Curly Culp. A, a real quick story, too. Here I am, this rookie guy walking in the room. This guy <laughs> played 14 years, man. He backed up Curly Culp. He goes, get my bag. And I go like this, get your bag. <laughs> he goes, yeah, get my bag. He goes, why, you got a problem with that? Why am I getting your bag? And he goes, well, I carried Curly Cobb's bag when he was in Houston before he went to the Raiders. I did it for two years. Who the hell are you? He goes, what, well, think you got because you got drafted high? I went, 
All of a sudden, I'm starting to do this, dude. Watch. I'm starting to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes like this. Okay. I played with a Hall of Fame type football player, and I got his bag. So there I am picking up the stupid bag, man. I got guilt trip. I'm carrying the bag. Sure enough, Randy Grimes comes up to me, man. Bubba. Love Randy Grimes. Captain of our team. Hey, Cilio. Krispy Kremes. I like, I like a little jelly in them. Okay. <laughs> and make sure you bring about 17 dozen. Man, that's like 300 bucks, man. I'm going like this. So here I am, and I'm late to getting in there. Ray Perkins goes like this, $50 fine, you're late. I have all these boxes of Krispy Kremes, right? I put them down there, man. I buy 50 bucks. Everyone's looking at me. Damn, rookie. You've got to get yourself on a schedule, son. You don't understand how this thing <laughs> exactly, works. Exactly, exactly. Hey, I'm getting me and Vinny Testaverde and Winston Moss are getting like, we had to get Krispy Kreme, so we kind of like, and it was the three Miami guys. So we had to like, <laughs> they, they were picking on the three Miami guys that the Bucks drafted one, two, and three in the first two, uh, first three rounds. And so we're doing that, man. And they're looking for leadership, man. Like, I mean, you know what? That Bro. may sound mundane to people, but dude, when you got guys like that in the locker room, we're trying to set a tone for you, man. That's what leadership in the locker room is. They're trying to bring everybody together. They're trying to have fun with everyone. They're trying to tell you that everybody's got a place in the building that you need to be rowing in the same direction. Yep. I didn't understand that then, you know, until I got around Ed Jones. Yep. And when I saw how Ed acted, man, 315, he shows up. He's in the bill, he's in the building, gets his legs taped at 325, goes in there to the trainer. They they rub him down. He puts his pads on like 20 minutes before he gets ready to go out to training camp. He's got his I looked over at Ed, I go, Ed, how long have you been doing this? He goes, 17 years. I said, shit. Right. right. See, <laughs> you got to go about doing it the right way, man. I, I did the same thing, man. Like, I got, I had Guy McIntyre and Riley McKenzie. Riley McKenzie won the original Hogs. Guy McIntyre played with the 49ers, you know, on, on the, you know, the White yeah. Park team. Uh, won all those Super Bowls. And, I mean, just a little thing, bringing them breakfast in the morning. You know, I had to go by Tony Luke's, this cheesesteak place. And the way he did it was, if I looked at Guy Mac, Guy Mac, I knew what his order was. I still know what his order was. He'd have at the time they used to have ostrich, ostrich, ostrich is a leaner meat, and it doesn't taste like chicken. It tastes more like steak. It's red meat like a steak. So is it, it was good? ostrich. It was pretty good actually. So he wanted an ostrich sandwich with uh, light onions, mushrooms, and he wanted um, he wanted fried um, fried eggs with cheese on it and potatoes. But then you had Riley McKenzie. He didn't want that. He wanted some Sarah. He wanted fruit. He'd have fruit and a bagel. So I got all these orders, trying to get all these orders and still get it to work at time. So I'm like, first time, just like you, I was late. So I get reamed out for that, get fined. Bam, I got to pay um, I gotta pay 500 bucks for being late to a meeting. Next thing you know, it turned out, hey, next time, you got to get up earlier. Yeah. Like, an epiphany. Get up earlier. I can get there and have it done. Or maybe if I call them before I get there, I can get it done also. So it just teach you how to be, you know, somebody that's more efficient with your time, number one, but teach you how to be a pro, man. Yeah. That's what, that's what you want a guy, a, a veteran receiver in that, in that, um, in their, in their room, as opposed to, you know, a guy, I mean, he may not be, have a lot of product, but there are some good guys that give you production, but just that leadership quality in that room can help them out immensely. Hey, you know what, Barrett, never do this when you're a rookie. 
when they say, hey, let's go out to a bar and have a good time. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting invited by the veteran guys to go out to a bar. Sure enough, man, these motherfuckers roll out of there. Person looks over at me, three grand. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, oh, yeah. These, and, you know, man, I mean, people don't drink the the small stuff like beers, man. Right, right, they're, right. They're right. doing Louie and all that, you know? Yeah, Louie Louis is like $350 a shot. No doubt, man. I'm going like, I'm going like, what do you mean? They go, oh, yeah, they bought two bottles of Louie the 15th or 16th, whatever. I go, what's that? Yeah. Well, it's about $400 a shot. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> I go like, I'm, hey, I put my card in there, man. I'm going like, yeah, man. Hey, and then my agent calls me and he goes, Hey, look, man, you're a millionaire. You ain't a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Hour two coming up. Barrett, I got some guys that circled up that really had a good combine. I want to get your thoughts on some of these guys. These are not guys that were frontline dudes. I want to take a look at that. I want to re-hit on this uh, Aaron Rodgers news, too. Four years, $200 million. I mean, you talk about setting the bar. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio. This is The Middle. Back in three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home you were catastrophically injured your life and your family's life that's what happened to union construction worker mike little save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say. We got this. Call 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Big Sills here with Big Barrett Brooks. Barrett, I'm going to ask you a question that's going to be very salty in a couple seconds here. And by the way, I want you to know, um, and by the way, I'm not quantifying my my question to you and take to you with a backhanded slap in any way towards Lamar Jackson, but he was on the shop with Maverick Carter and with um, LeBron James. And I thought there was race baiting going on. And I'll, I'll get your thoughts here in a minute, but I got it. I I told you I wanted to tell you the LT story yesterday. LT had a bar in uh, New Jersey. Have you ever heard of this legendary bar? Yes, I have. Well, there were drinks served, just so you know. You know <laughs> Not they, just they, drinks, though. But there was. Get this: there was one of the Matt Lauer buttons that you pushed. Underneath the bar that this this door opened for upstairs, there was another bar upstairs. That was someplace, man. Let me just say this to you. Okay? And there were tables with poles in it, too. were not supposed to be. And I thought it was a fireman's class. <laughs> okay? I, th- I thought it was a fireman's class, man. I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. He goes, yeah, this is LT's private uh place uh downstairs is where all the the bar where everybody comes and hangs out but his boys come up here so i'm up there man i have never seen a guy in my life party as hard as him i just i mean he got till four o'clock in the morning and jim bird who was on those teams told me he goes man this guy would go out till four o'clock in the morning oh no show up on sundays get 10 tackles three sacks (laughs) back on the road again and he he would fall asleep in like defensive meetings. Belichick would go freaking nuts on him. And he'd go to Parcells and complain, and Bill would go like this. I mean, he'd say shit like this Bill, guy falls asleep or he's late to meetings. And here's Parcells. Well, why'd you start the meeting? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know what? Belichick, Belichick, when he got the Cleveland job, and even when he was, you know, dealing with those players. He didn't know how to deal with personalities. No, he still doesn't know how to deal with personalities. Right. Brady covered that for him, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Brady was the bumper. He was the. He was the. He. He was like he. He, he was like all right. He he confirmed what Belichick was was trying to do. He was the confirmation of it because if he could say what he's saying to to to, to Tom Brady, the best quarterback to ever play the game then you damn well should listen to what he's saying too and take his criticism in a way in which, you know, all right, this 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 guy knows what he's talking about. He was like an affirmation for Belichick. As long as Brady, he was yelling to Brady and, and treating Brady that way, well, who are you to say you're anything different than the best quarterback to ever play the game? So it was like I said, like an affirmation of, all right, you better listen to what Belichick says. How, how much do you think a guy like LT and, and Reggie would be paid today? Uh, they'd be making those fifty million dollar contracts. You, th- you think they'd be making quarterback money? <laughs> uh, they'd be close to it because those guys changed the game. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like especially LT. LT 
LT was so good that you had to change a whole – they got a whole new blocking scheme. Like, the West Coast offense got changed because of him. Yeah. You know – That's right. Walsh with circle. Yeah. He goes, you have to know where 56 is. Yep. That's why the quick passing guess with the West Coast yep. offense is quick passing games. That's why he utilized the tight end so much and the running back so much because he knew that he had to get guys out in the pass, pass pattern faster because LT is coming from wherever he wants to come from. You got to know how to block a scheme with him. So – because he was so good, and you know, you look at a guy like 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 you know Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is probably going to be one of the you know highest paid defenders once his contract comes to a year. If once he's like a year, a year and a half out, they're going to renegotiate his deal, and he'll probably be the top defensive player paid. You know, during that year. If That's you're Dallas, do you address that now and try to get? A cheaper deal. Like, see, look, he's on a rookie contract right now. Do you look at him and go like this? You know, I don't want to go through the Dak Prescott BS again. And I don't want to over – they overpaid for Dak. I think we all agree they overpaid $42 right. million. That's not a top 10 quarterback. I'm not saying he's not top 15, but he's – Aaron Rodgers is only going to make $8 million more than him. I'm not seeing that, okay? Right. <laughs> I, that guy does not look right. like Aaron Rodgers to me. So, how do you deal with Parsons if you're if you're Jerry? And again, let, I think Howie would look at this right now and go like this. Okay, I mean, let him play this year maybe on the rookie contract. And at the end of the year, if he has another production year, Barrett, wouldn't you go to uh, Michael Parsons and go like this? Hey, let's restructure your contract here. Let's give you sign and bonus, more sign and bonus money. Let's cut a deal here. Or if you're him, you know, the grass isn't greener sometimes when you leave a particular situation and you go to another situation. If you're chasing a bag of money, sometimes the bag of money is the only thing standing on, on the scale there because you go to a situation. I, I, I'm sure you've dealt with this. You, you walk into a place and you got to reprove yourself again. All the equity you built in the locker yep. room with Dallas is completely gone. Like your equity built in um, with the Eagles versus Pittsburgh, that doesn't matter in Pittsburgh. You got to build your own equity in that exactly. locker room up. Exactly. And that's a big deal, isn't it? Yep. Well, I think Parsons, um, Michael Parsons, if they really want to get ahead of the game, that's what Howie's so good at. Yeah. Howie, Howie gets to you before you hit the market. He did the same thing to Zach Ertz. He did the same thing to, uh, you know, the, the tight end they have now. Um, you know, he went out and, and paid Lane Johnson before, you know, he, it was time his tenure to get paid. So, I mean, he probably, with each one of those deals, he probably saved himself, saved the team like 10 to $15 million signing these guys early. And if they're smart, they would do Parsons the same way because we're talking about a guy with, you know, elite talent and he's going to want more. And they kind of got messed up when they, you know, didn't pay Demarcus Lawrence soon enough, so he beat him in the ass. You know, and that's the same thing that you know happened with uh, you know, uh, a lot of guys that don't get paid, and then it's time their contracts up, like a Dak Prescott. Now you're you know bent over the barrel because you didn't take care of business before you you know before he hit the market, and that's where the Eagles are good at it. But I don't know if Dallas is good at. it. I don't see them doing. No, it. they're like, not. I, I think they just completely. Jerry, in my opinion, Barrett, I think he loves his draft choices so much. And and you know what? I think that this is something that I don't know how I, I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. Maybe you tell me. It's 
you you want to always overvalue your assets, your players. You want to always think, hey man, this guy here is the shiny. He is everything. When in reality, you're looking at him going, he's not a five. He's about a three and a half, really on the market. But you want the club. But Jerry overvalues his draft picks. Absolutely, that he takes so much. Exactly. Look at Goddard. Goddard. He he took Goddard to. He, he paid Goddard before his time was up. You know what I'm saying? He he brought Malata him to too. the table. Yep. Uh, Martin, that was a great move by him. A lot of sixty million dollars for one of the top tackles in the league, and that's not overvaluing him. That's not overvaluing Goddard. You know, both of those guys. You know, Lane Johnson was the same way. Both of those guys, well, all three of those guys, were going to get tops in the market. They were going to get paid, paid, paid. So he did a great job with that. Um, in the same, you know, breath, you know, you, you look at what he, he did with, with a lot of these other guys like TJ Edwards, TJ Edwards. I think they kind of overvalued valued him, but they still got him at a cheap price because they brought him, you know, they gave him a deal before he needed a deal, but it's so, it's so, you know, team friendly that, you know, it's like $5 million, $6 million. And that's nothing for a linebacker in the league these days. So they got a great value with those type of guys. Did the same thing for Avante Maddox. Paid him before it was time. You know, even the kicker, you know, Jake Elliott. Paid him before it was time. So I think they do a great job of bringing guys to the table and say, hey, this is what we're going to give you right now so they don't get fair market value in the future when their deal is really up. Dallas, on the other hand, just like you said, they value their draft picks too highly. Dak, they waited to the last minute to pay him. Zeke. He was on a he was on a uh, sandy beach before they paid him working out there. He wasn't even with the team. You know that's you, that's not a good way to do business because you take the model and 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 put the model in front of all these people. You know what I'm saying? And say, hey, look how good she looks, and then you go go back and try to pay her. No, she's not. She wants what all them other you know people yeah. are saying. They were saying, oh, look how beautiful it is when you let her get to the market. You can't do that. See, I look at cow. I look at the Cowboys, Barrett. And the only thing that is the only thing that is attractive to me about the Dallas Cowboys is two things. They're on TV and they overpay their players. Yep. <laughs> Not winning. Okay. I mean, they've had three playoff wins since 1998. I mean, think of that for a minute. Do you know that the Bengals have more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> over that time? The Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals right. <laughs> have more wins than the Cowboys do. Or here's a better one. Tom Brady won more playoff games in two years than the Cowboys have won in the NFC since 1998. Tom Brady in the NFC has five playoff wins. Wow. I mean, bro, I mean, there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing that the Cowboys offer a player when it comes to win. Like, you don't go to Dallas to win games. Well, they've been America's team for so long. How? Well, I mean, everybody. Don't you all, have to win? Right, right, right. But you look at all all these front runners, you know, these front runner fans, man. They love Dallas because Dallas was on TV all the time. You said it yourself. They were on TV all the time. and They became the America's time. team because of it. It's not the results of what they did. It's because they were on TV so much is why they were put up and they, they you know, they, they raised up. Now, when I first got in the league, oh, they were all that because they won like three Super Bowls, you know, when I first got in the league. You know, the year before I got there, then the year, uh, my rookie year, 
and then one more. But after that, man, they there are kids that haven't even seen Dallas in the playoffs, and you know what I'm saying, right? From from, from 18 years old. How are they still America's team, man? I I don't understand. It. I don't. I you know what? And again, I think it's because Jones is a great salesman. I think the brand is the best brand in the world. I mean, even including Manchester United. Yeah. But I mean, I'm like you know, Barrett. I just I I don't get it because it's not that a, it's not that big a priority to win a Super Bowl. Jerry wants to be on TV. He wants his his games are always the primetime games. His teams are always the talk of the town. I mean, these these talk shows are constantly talking about the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let me let me go over to back to this Aaron Rodgers story. How does this affect the NFL? Four years, two hundred million dollars. And by the way, I find this hard to believe. So these last two years, going back and forth between the organization, was this really all about money? I mean, or was this about him being pissed off about Jordan Love? Um, I'm. Con- Aaron Rodgers has confused me on this. Okay, I mean, is it because the Packers have never really went out and got a legitimate superstar in free agency for him? Is it because they never really drafted a big-time wide out in the first round? I mean, then all of a sudden now it's four years, $200 million <laughs> to try to keep him in the room. Right. I mean, by the way, Aaron Rodgers – Watch him come out and say this. I'm not sure I'm still going to sign this. Watch him keep the drama going. And I'm not sure. Right? Could you see him going like, because he's got to make a decision, I think, by the 18th. Right, 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 right. Okay? He's got to make a decision by the 18th, March 18th. Well, he said he wasn't going to What's this been all about? What's the the end game here? Right. I I was confused also because he was saying – it had more to do with the way they were treating the players and letting older players go. And, you know, I mean, players that were still good, you know, still in their prime, you just letting them go. You know, This 200 million contract though, Barrett is going to make that happen at more of a facilitated rate. Exactly. So at what's it, in what sense do you believe what he's saying as far as, all right, I want my players, you know, I want a player, I want to have more say in, you know, what goes on as far as, you know, bringing in players, or was it just a, a money grab? It seemed like it was just a money grab. Now, you know, he 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 worked his way into to to being the highest paid, um, highest paid quarterback in the league right now. You know, that's that's more than what uh, that's more than what what Patrick Mahomes makes a year. Mahomes got forty five million. I think the deal's five hundred and ten million dollars over ten years. I think it starts the escalators next year. Yep. Maybe this year. I'm not sure on the started numbers. this I'll year. I'll have to ask Lee Steinberg. But Lee, yeah. Lee put that deal together. Um, what's going to be interesting, I want to know what the off-ramps, Barrett, are going to be for the Packers and what Aaron Rodgers' um, deal is going to do when it comes to being a team-friendly deal. Because when you put that kind of money on the table for that short a period of time, the one thing that Patrick Mahomes did, he gave Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, opportunities to restructure, to visit the contract at any time they want because when you put a half a billion dollars on the table for a player, I think you have to be a quarterback and a person. Like you said, you've got to be a leader in the room to be able to do this. If I'm going to make all the money in the world, I'm not going to have a team. I've got to be able to restructure this contract. So if we need an OT, 
This benefits me. It doesn't it doesn't it go like this? When you get that kind of money, the organization is basically saying this: how you act with that contract is going to determine the success you have on the field. Because if you're just going to be Joe Flacco and take all the income in, well, here's how we have to go. Anquan Bolden, you're gone. Ed Reed, you're gone. You start cutting and losing pieces off that team. Before you know it, you're six and eleven. So they kind of have to, they kind of put it in your judgment. After all the things that have gone on with Aaron Rodgers over the last two years, you really think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go like this when management comes to him? Hey, Aaron, we have to restructure that $200 million deal that you signed. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just going to go like this with all the drama we've had. He's just going to go, yeah, okay, no problem. I'd like to know (laughs) what those off ramps are going to be. Because again, I really don't know what the end game here is with this. Yeah, you look at, um, Look at Russell Wilson and, and the success he's had or hadn't had since he took his big deal. You know, in what way did he help that that Seattle team restructure and, and, and put them in a position to win or keep the Legion of Boom when he had an opportunity for those guys? I think they wanted to clear house on the defensive side of the ball in which they won a championship because of the defensive side of the ball. I, you know, it, it put them in an awkward position so now because they don't have it anymore. They don't have it anymore. And we're, you know, and, and also, you know, looking at this, because A-Rod got this money, how does that affect everybody else looking at Russell Wilson and what he may try to get um, if they do allow him to get traded? Because when you, he gets traded, he's going to have to restructure. They're going to have to restructure Dylan and, and, and sign him to a new deal. How does that all work now with that type of money being, you know, given to, to these quarterbacks? What's the likelihood that, you know, the Eagles or, or you know, or Minnesota or, you know, Miami, you know, what are they going to do as far as bringing in uh, a veteran quarterback when you have numbers that are this high? I mean, you just handcuff yourself from really, you know, making any moves from this point forward when you have a contract like that. So I, that's, I, that's why I'm kind of thinking that, if the Eagles don't out, don't go out and get, you know, a quarterback, they're going to be very pleased and, and, and cool with having Hurts there. You know, I think so. Yeah, because what it does is it, it gives you latitude to build the other positions up and to maybe go like this. Okay, you know, we'll see what happens with, with Pete Carroll in Seattle after this year. Does he end up calling it a career? Then that maybe that moves – Russell out of the building. By the way, this goes to your point that you made in the first hour, too. So think about this, guys. $200 million over four years. And you know when people were saying he potentially wanted to go to San Francisco because he played in California? He played at the University of California? Man, he'd, he'd be taken home, if he's lucky, 100, 100 million of that, okay? Right, that right. Money would be gone if he were to go to the 49ers. How much, Barrett, does that play when you're a potential free agent? For you, how much did that play into where you were like this? You know, I'm, I'm sure offensive linemen will always have suitors. When you're looking around the room and you're going, okay, man, I'm not going to Detroit. Absolutely not. I'm not going to any California team. I'm not going to the Raiders. I'll listen because I want to keep the market for more teams that potentially want me. You can't just start going, well, I two teams negotiate. You're not going to get the money, the highest money that you're looking for. So you want to keep everybody in the conversation. That's why when I hear people going, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, they don't want to play in Philly. I'm like, nobody in their right mind is going to go like this. Okay, I'm only going to have four teams. They want the biggest market they can have. Right. Because more teams <laughs> create more of a need for the guy. They are not – nobody ever has said 
It's other agents talking. It's other people putting that misinformation. I got in on good information. Deshaun said he'll never play in Philly. No, you don't. You No agent in his right mind that's worth the salt is going to say shit like that. Right. How right. much did you, though, look at the tax thing and the issue when it came to where you played? You look at a you look at a bunch of factors. That the, the biggest fact that is one of the biggest factors, you know, because um, you know that, that that money that you have to pay for taxes, man, that, that means a lot, man. And you think that's why he could have stayed in Green Bay too because of that? That hey, grass ain't greener in California. I, I you know I I just think he screwed up. You know, crazy like a fox, man. He he wanted to stay there entire time. He didn't want to go anywhere. He enjoys what he has there. He is the man there. Why would you want to leave that whole situation? You're always competing and being, you know, and, and winning the division. Why would you want to leave that division? So I, I, I thought it was all smoke and mirrors. You know, I knew he wanted to stay there. He just wanted a money grab, and that's exactly what he accomplished. Where is he going to go and find the people that cater him like they cater to him uh, in Green Bay? Because if he come here in Philly, either he wins or they'll be on him just like they was on. They would be on anybody else. Um, you know, so. I never thought he was going anywhere. Just like I'm thinking Russell Wilson will never go anywhere either. I think he's going to be sitting there in Seattle also. Deshaun, you know, he has to leave. <laughs> so it's yeah. a different situation. But I would say this to you, though, too, Barrett. I mean, Deshaun leaving Texas? Okay. Does that mean Miami and Carolina then? Because Miami and Carolina, they pay low income taxes there in those two states. Yeah, I'd be exactly. looking at my. I got a hundred eighty-three million dollar contract that I signed a couple of years ago with Houston. That kicks in on the eighteenth. This guy's making mm. thirty-nine million dollars starting on the eighteenth. Okay, wow. Texas. Okay, I don't have to pay state income tax. Okay, now you start sending me to places like you send me to California or something like that. <laughs> hey, man, are you gonna have to renegotiate this bitch with me because I ain't. That ain't quite the contract that I signed. That has to all play into it. And like you said, I always believed this, too. I never believed that Aaron Rodgers was going to leave one of the best rosters in the NFL. However, this money now changes that roster immensely. So, at the end of the day, this was really all about a money grab. cash. Yeah, man. It was a money grab. Say what you want to say. That's a money crazy, grab. Like you said, crazy like a fox then. Right, man. He just wanted the money, man. He's not he's – not, I don't see him. I don't know the guy, but I don't see him as a guy that, that um, you know, that wanted to leave the circumstance and the situation he was in. You know, because if he really wanted to leave, he could leave. But I didn't see. I didn't think you know that he wanted to go anywhere. Not for real, for real. Um, he he's on he's on his you know wild. Um, he's on his shrooms and everything else, and you know, living like you know he's he's. He's one of those doomsday guys is going to, you know, prep guys that he's got, you know, a, a place up in the mountains where. Got a guitar, you right. know, smoking <laughs> hemp, you know. He's got all of his clothes made out of marijuana. Right, right. Know. Hey, man, you know, I'm sitting here with all my friends and we're just yeah. thinking through a kaleidoscope of love. Right. You know, you know what reminds me of? Just throw 35 touchdowns. I'm good. I don't, that's how I look at people. I just, you know, I mean, I'm trying to find myself. You know, I went to a Zen doctor. Yeah. And he sprinkled the Zen dust on me. And, you know, I'm just a different person. And I went through a cleansing. Yeah, you know, when, yeah, so, yeah. When, when somebody told me he went through a cleansing, I was like this. Does that mean somebody's, you know, with the glove? And, and him, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, with Deshaun hanging out? I can promise you this. Nobody touches the cannoli but Big Sills and somebody else. I'm not going to say. 
<laughs> no, we're not, we're not going there with cleansing. <laughs> hey, we're not, we're, not, we're not going anywhere with the cleansing. Oh, by the way, too, my manscape too. So you know, Xander gave me a little. Xander gave me a little advice about like my my weed whacker. Okay, I, I, yeah, manscape right here. See this? this well, hey, what am I gonna get my? What am I gonna get my? Uh, my stateside vodka, man. <laughs> what the hell? Guy make $20 million. I'm telling you, this, wait a minute here. Let me say this to you about NFL guys. We love, we freebies. love without a doubt, we love freebies. I don't care if it's a pencil head. Right. <laughs> I don't care if it's a pencil head. Oh, they said at the Maxwell Awards, they're going to give you your vodka. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. I, I, got, to, I got to see this. I might need to take a picture. There we go. Uh, All right, I'll see hey, it now. Nobody touches the cannoli. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, man. You know, I, every time I think of when I think of Rogers, a Rob, man, I, I think of um Hans on on uh what is what is that Hans? He, he's a supermodel. What was that movie? Come on, Sorry, stream. Dude, you gotta I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a supermodel movie and uh. Hey, Barry, Barry, funny, I don't man. have my decoder ring on for dude supermodels. <laughs> you, I'm I can tell you about some of the chicks. His name was Hans. What? His name was Hans, man. And Hans? one guy was a hand model, and they had a hand a, model. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was crazy, man. And they were on, they were on Shroom Zoolander. See that? See, Ray, as I appreciate it, Zoolander. Oh, that's Hans Zoolander. See? Yes, okay. Hans on Zoolander. You know. Don't you guys? Doesn't he remind you of Hans? You know, I can see, I can see uh, a Rod, you know, swinging around with the girl and you know, with the short dude and all that stuff, man. Playing his, playing his ukulele, going yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love life here in Hawaii. Hula, hula, hula. <laughs> they know it. They see it. That dude's a, that dude's a, just a weirdo. A <laughs> Rod's just a weirdo, but I'm all right with that because. Those quarterbacks are all weirdos anyway, man. Right, 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 right. I mean, Owen Wilson was Hans. Yep, Owen Wilson. He was Hans. Owen, okay, supermodels. Yeah, I don't know my dude supermodels all that much, man. I, I've, I'm going to have to work on this thing here. with the Right, right, right. You think it affects the market, though, now? I mean, look. How, yeah, it does. Who's, how much does Lamar Jackson – how much would you pay Lamar Jackson now? Well, you're Better yet, wait a minute. How much would you pay Jalen? On the market, Jalen's right deal was up right now after the year he just had. Let's play a game here. How much money would you pay Jalen? Because mm. he's accomplished. He's accomplished the same thing that, that Carson has accomplished. So at least thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yeah, you have to. You would pay Jalen Hurts thirty-four million dollars. It's all relative. It's all relative to on, on you know on on looking at what the quarterback market is. That's a deal because you look at now fifty million dollars is the going rate. You know Russell Wilson will be in in, in Seattle right now because of this deal that he just that uh, Ari Rod just signed. Is Seems the number, want to pay fifty. Is the number is the number Barrett is the number what's clouding my judgment because of market value that because the cap is you know what they're saying the cap's going to hit next year. Wait till you what's see that? the cap next. They're expecting two twenty nine. What? Yeah. So is, is it is it because you and I have never seen numbers like this before, and it, it, it's clouding what the market price is for certain things, wide receivers, D linemen, O linemen? I mean, is that what this is here? That 
I just haven't wrapped my I I I kind of I guess see the fifty million. I I I guess I see it. Right, right, right. Okay, I remember when guys were making a million five, and I and you know what? Yeah. Sounds like old guy get off my lawn shit. I get yeah. it. Is that what the problem is here? That when you say thirty four million for Jalen, well, that's because we're used to seeing like I saw guys making three million. Like I I can remember um I can remember uh, my guy uh, Charlie Batch when I was with Detroit. He signed a five year deal worth thirty million dollars. You know, and and and. It, I was like, bro, you ain't got enough work another day in your life. But look at guys now. I mean, that's 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 you know they're making that one year now, one year. That's crazy. Charlie Best was a starting quarterback in Detroit, and he got that's what he got. He got thirty million dollars over five years, and now fifty million dollars. Put that in perspective. Fifty million dollars. That's that's more than that's more than F one racers make. That's more than uh, Lewis Hamilton makes. Lewis Hamilton makes 20, like 28 mil a year. And they're, you know, the one of the top. I remember Michael Schumacher when he was racing. Yeah. I remember one year he eclipsed $98 million in one year. From those those F1 everything. guys are billionaires. Oh, no question. No question. You know what I mean? But it's crazy that, you know, we're at this number. I mean, when does it stop? I mean, oh. is it going to be, is it going to hit a ceiling? Wait, now, well, look, gambling now is going to be a major part of this. Oh, it's yeah. Still so it's going to escalate it's double at least. Yep. With the revenues. Okay. I want to finally hit on these guys that I saw at the combines. I want to get your thoughts on that. A little bit more on what we're seeing with the salary cap numbers. He's Baird Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio. Back in three. Keep it here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. in the middle big sales here with Barrett Brook. Dalton Schultz will be franchise tagged by the Dallas Cowboys. That's what reports are. Tight ends go for cool 10.9 million dollars. I know that's that's all guaranteed. Cheap. That's cheap for a you know player man. So that's probably the most um that's the safest that's the safest way to go you know as far as you know that I mean you could go what Running, you know, kicker, the kicker, you can go 5.2 if you want to franchise somebody. But, you know, look, even even running backs, you know, 9.5, wide receivers, 18.4. But, but, but there, wait a minute. So in Tennessee, if you drop the franchise tag on Derrick Henry again, because he, he was tagged last year. Yep. Okay. 19.5, I mean, 9.5, and you're going to pay Ryan Tannehill $30 million. <laughs> So I mean, that's, you even laughing. Tell that's like Jalen. Look at Jalen. Now you're saying Jalen 34. Oof. Tannehill, Jalen. I mean, there's not much different from how the both of those guys play. I mean, he's just handing the ball off like Jalen is in all actuality. So Jalen's in line for a $30 million deal? If he considers, if he keeps continues to play the way he's been playing, and he's the franchise quarterback of a team, you got to pay him his just due. I mean, this kid has worked for it. You know, he's working for it. So, you I mean, depending on where his ceiling is, he's going to ask for it, man. He's going to, I mean, he, and he, he just as well get it. Well, Barrett, I, w- I want to throw a topic at you here. I want to see how you respond to this. You know who Marcellus Wiley is? Yep. I love Marcellus Wiley as a broadcaster. Yep. That's my dude. Because Marcellus Wiley went to Columbia, played it. He's a 10 year guy, too. Buffalo, Cowboys, Chargers, yep. all that. He is so brilliant. He brought something up, and it's always a touchy subject with people because, you know, we're in a society today that anytime you have a conversation of race, you can't have a legitimate, intelligent conversation about it when somebody brings something up. And a perspective by you is going to be clearly different than a perspective by me because you and I have experienced different things in our lives. Right. And so, mm-hmm. Hey, the common thing for me putting gasoline after 10 30 at night in my car, where a guy turns the pump on for me, you, he's not going to, you're going to have to go in and pay. Right. Right. Because of who you are because of your skin. Exactly. exactly. And we know this. Cause I get this a story, true story. We're at training camp at Oak tree out in uh, California. Guy didn't need to see my driver's license. I paid for a pair of jeans. Michael Irvin had to show three forms of ID. I looked at it. I go, man, I bought the same pair of pants. And you're making that dude do that? I, I thought it was really over the top. Michael's not, nah, man, no, man. And I said, fuck that, man. That's bullshit. And so I, I gave my shit back and go, well, man, I'll never shop here again. That's for damn sure. Guys, my teammate and my brother, man, I've known this guy for six years since he was 17. I know this man, who he is. And so it bugged me, man, when I saw that. And Marcellus Wiley said something, and then I went back and watched it. You know the shop with HBO with um, yep, Maverick Carter and with yep. um, LeBron? Yep. They had Lamar Jackson on, and I thought they set him up. 
and so did Marcellus. They set him up for race baiting because they said this, man, black quarterback position in the NFL, man, you just don't get the same kind of love like white quarterback suit. That's what the impression was. And then Marcellus came out and I looked it up. Four of the five highest paid players in the league are African-American now, especially at the quarterback position. Right. Um, it was almost like there was a story that is not there any longer. I mean, because quite frankly, you and I know this, Barrett, when we're in a locker room, man, I don't care who you are. Can you play? Do you move chains? Do you move the sticks? We're all in this together, man. Nobody cares about anything like that. I mean, that's, that's the great the part about being in a locker room. My man. life have been in those locker rooms. Yep. How do you see that story? Because it was almost like LeBron and Maverick Carter were, were baiting um, Lamar in this, saying that Lamar goes, I have to win a championship. Lamar Jackson's going to get a $200 million plus contract put at his feet from the Ravens. I don't know about you, Barrett, but that that that's not discrimination, man. No, it's 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 all about it's all about how you play the game. Results. This is a result-driven league, not necessarily a um, uh, um, you know, the color of your skin type of league. You look at it, man. If you go out there and 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 play, you know, and and give results, you'll be paid handsomely for it. You know, and they say you want to say they call it shucking a job, and you know, do whatever you can do to get the money. No, you go out there and play hard enough, you know, you'll be rewarded. And in this league, you can do that. And in basketball, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's more so in sports and locker rooms that that color barrier is, is broken down. You know, sports crosses all barriers, you know. So you, uh, you think know? that's a media thing still that is still an outside perception? Or do you think – because there Barrett, still I've is said this. There still African is a little American bit. coaches – um, are under a shorter leash than what white coaches are under. I've always believed that, and I've always thought that black players are covered differently than white players are covered. However, right. when I see Patrick Mahomes getting a $500 million deal, or I see Lamar um, Jackson in line for a 200 to $250 million deal, or we're seeing what Russell Wilson makes, these guys are, these guys are being paid handsomely today. Does that is that perception still a cultural perception? Because in our locker room, I don't think that exists anymore. Because when I look at Patrick Mahomes, I don't see a black quarterback. I see the quarterback of the Chiefs. Well, see, the perception is exactly what you're saying. You're winning, and you're that quarterback. You're that dude. See, that locker room and on the field is different from people in decision making. Um, people in decision making areas, you know, like being a head coach. Um, you know, being in the front office, you know, it's, it's harder for a person of color to make that upper rise and be in a position where you're 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 putting guys in position or you're paying guys or you're you know you're 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 in the front office making those type of decisions. It's harder for a, a person of color to be or you know a woman to be a GM. You know, so it's it's the people in position to make major decisions is where the lack of you know lack of color, lack of nationality you'll get. You know what I'm saying? You know, because, I mean, you look at, you know, ownership now, you know, you got Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you know, is is is, is not a white owner. You Shane know Khan. I mean? Yeah. So in that aspect, we still have a long way to go. In GMs, we still got a long way to go. Head coaches, President. we got a long way to go. President, long way to go. And until we, you know, get in a position where – 
you're in a league where 80% or more than 80% of the players and employees in the league are black, but the decision makers still, you know, what, one or 2%, then it's just, it's still, you know, unfair and it's very biased on those type of decisions. But as far as on the field, players getting paid is if you can win, they're going to pay you handsomely to get you in a position to let you, let you win. It has really nothing to do with color. It's more so performance on the field. If he go out there and he wins a Super Bowl, running the Brock and, 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 and doing those things with his legs, and they win a Super Bowl, it'll set the scenario up for guys like Jalen who could take it to the next level then, and they'll pay him handsomely because they saw it happen before. Until it happens, it's going to be hard-pressed for you know guys to go out and, and, and win a championship. You, you, you know, and, and well put, I just, like, like you say to me, it's almost like, you know, the color barrier is broken in the locker room, but as soon as we get out of the locker room, we go into management, there's where all the roadblocks are and all the guardrails for all the other things, isn't it? It's like, like we were saying, I mean, you know, I mean, now we have Lovey and we have Mike Tomlin, uh, the coach in Miami, um, has he's multiracial all this and that the guy up in um with the jets is muslim i mean i can't wait till we just get away from having the best people in the building i mean yeah we're still maybe, too far maybe away from not having the rooney rule yeah you know what though barrett i mean the rooney rule shouldn't be there just go hey i gotta i gotta interview i gotta interview six black guys yep. so i can hire the one guy i want the whole time i don't yeah that's not genuine it's not but it's still it still puts you in a place where they see you and and you get you in front of somebody, whether they want to hear you or not. If you make sense to them, they'll, you know, maybe they turn the corner. But if you're not even in the room to have the conversation, then, you know, that's where we are. You know, I want to be in a place where we don't need the Runa Rule, but we still need that Runa Rule right now. Is, 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 is that just fantasy that we're not going to have, like, a need for? Because really, you know what the Rooney Rule means? Affirmative action. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly okay. what it is. I mean, it's an affirmative you know? action. It's a code word that the league has because, you know, the yep. league loves code words. Well, I mean, you know, it puts you in a position, you know, you, you're in the room and that's, that's, I that's guess all. so. That's what you need. Cause it, because without that Rooney rule, it just won't happen. You see, <laughs> it won't happen. When I look, when I look, my favorite coach in the league is Mike Tomlin because I heard so many people tell me that Mike Tomlin he used to put Ben Roethlisberger on blast in those team meetings. I oh, mean, no question. Yep. It didn't matter who was in that room. And I asked Mike Tomlin years ago the question about how he separates, you know, his stars from him. He goes, I don't have to do that. Every Tuesday it gets separated. When their paychecks get direct deposited, that ain't my job to sit here and coddle that guy's ass more than that guy's ass. I'm not, I'm not, he goes, I'm not a psychologist here, man. I'm a head coach here at this team trying to get the best out of my guys that I have in my locker room. I'm not going to separate that shit. When somebody's doing something messed up, I'm going to look in the eye and I'm going to put your ass on blast. And that's how we're going to run this thing. Right. And I'm like this. See, when I know where I stand with somebody, I know that I'm not being bullshitted. I may not like what I hear. And you know right. what I've always told people? Isn't it funny that the people that are more direct with you are considered the more controversial folks? Yep. Because people don't like the truth spoken to you. Barrett, I've said this numerous times. The majority of the human beings that live in the world today could never survive in an NFL locker room. And it's not because of the physical stuff. It's the mental stuff that that league puts you through. Man, some of those teams tell you one thing and do another. Some teams look you right in the face. And before you know it, you're so confused. And you're so worried when you go somewhere else because 
You don't know if this guy's bullshitting you or not. You got your whole family's. Um, are they moving here? We got to buy a house. Do we have to do yeah. this? Is this coach like me? I got to totally in this coach's ass too much. Right. I, I got. This is what happened to me. I go up to. Uh, I go up to to the Broncos. I get in shape. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm balling out. I win a starting job, um, and a guy named Blake Brockmeyer. Blake Brockmeyer was on. He was he was hurt. They wasn't he in. a high draft choice out of A and M or something? First first round draft choice. Yeah. So Blake, he hasn't played. He hasn't played. He hasn't done anything in camp. But if he plays like five snaps in a preseason game. He makes the team and gets a $5 million sign-up bonus. <laughs> so that's what he did. Now, before this, uh, Shanahan. Shanahan was, you know, I thought he was a good coach. I go down there. He has this, um, he has this, 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 you know, get together for the team. It's a, it's a gambling night, you know what I'm saying? A casino night. And he, you know, opens up his house and he, he has them bring in a, an entire casino. You got every table, you got craps, you got everything you can have, backgammon, everything in his house made like a casino. So we come in, and um, at the time I was starting, and he tells my wife, you know, we're in training camp, he said, hey. And she comes in, she was like, hey, you know, she said, hey, Mr. Shannon, Coach Shannon, how you doing? My name is Sanji, you know, I'm, uh, you know, Barry Brooks' wife, you know, as we're walking in, you know. She's like, yeah, you know, I love your husband. He's been balling out for, he's playing well for us. She's like, oh, okay, because I'm wondering whether, you know, we can come in and, you know, we got to enroll our kids in school and we want to enroll them in school and stuff. You know, if it's still a, you know, a short, um, you know, a short process, you might not make the team. He said, no, 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 don't worry about it. In fact, you know what? Go out and buy a house. Barrett Brooks will be on his team. That's what he told my wife. Moved the family up. Got there. Two weeks later, he freaking cuts me. I got my entire family up. My daughter's only three weeks old. She is just born. She's three weeks old. I got all that my kids enrolled in school. Got it, you know, got a condo, put all this furniture in the condo, and he cuts me. I end up going to the I cut me four four uh, four hours later. I end up in Green Bay. But he looked me in my face and looked at my wife's face, looked me eye to eye, said, Look, go out and buy a house. Barrett Brooks is gonna be here. I love this guy. And he cuts me. No way he did it. Come on, man. You know, that's, <laughs> that's crazy, man. No way he looked it. you in the face when he cut you, man. The Turk came and got you, didn't it? Well, yeah, the, the GM came and got me. Ellis? You know what I'm no, it was uh, at the time he got it, went down to, um, uh, he went down to Houston for a while. He was the GM back then. Um, I forget his name, man, but he, you know what? I'm like, yo, that's messed up, man. I mean, how you going to look me in my face, look me in my wife's face that's and shitty. just. And tell me that. And like after that move, I mean, I moved the entire household up, moved everybody up. And they were only there for four days before he cut me. Wow. And I ended up going to Green Bay. Four hours later, I'm on a plane going to Green Bay. On my way to Green Bay, and my entire family's right there. And that, I'm in Green Bay playing. So she yeah, had to pack up the entire house. She just had a baby three Dude, weeks ago. Your wife must have been screaming. Oh, she was pissed. She was hot as fish grease, bro. She wanted to fight that dude, man. <laughs> That's why, hey, like you said, man, when my wife looked over at Wayne Fonts and he goes like this to me at that meeting when we were at that alumni thing, worst, one of the worst mistakes I made was cutting Cilio. I mean, I should have 
It was terrible. That guy walked away, man. I know he heard too. He goes, "Fuck that guy." Yeah, it was look, yeah, look. Maniac asked me what was the reason. The reason was Blake Brockmeyer played in the preseason game, got that five million dollar bonus. Was kind of so they pricey. cut you over money. Yeah, they cut me so five million dollar bonus would would put them over the the cap for not the yep. cap, but um, put them over the amount of money that we all, had allocated to the offensive line. So this guy came in. And, you know, and then what, what really took the cake was he didn't practice after that. He left and, I mean, he um he went back and, and, and brought him into the season. He didn't even play for the rest of the oh. season, man. Man, that is uh, – hey, Barrett, I hate to do this to you, man. That's a horrible story. Bro, it was it – was, it was, <laughs> so I'm all mad, bro. I'm still pissed off, man. Man, who are you more pissed off at, Mike Shanahan or Butch Davis? I well, you know what? I want to fight both of them. In fact, I want to fight. I want to fight even Shanahan. Steel Page. Yeah, I want to fight Shanahan's son. You know what I'm saying? For 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 the crimes of his father. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for the crimes of his father, I want to fight Shanahan, his, his son. So you're like a mafia don. Hey, right, right. They come back to get me one day, and I have to take them both out. Right. He'll grow. He'll grow strong. Right. I have to kill him too. Kill them all. I got to get right, rid of right. them. That's what Don Corleone would say. Yeah, yep. Hey, the sun will come back strong, you know? I still want to fight, Let me man. just tell you this, Barrett. I am a very superstitious man. And if my son gets killed by a bolt of lightning, <laughs> I'm going to hold somebody very accountable for that. That's what it is, man. So, I mean, that's 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 the nature of how it is, man. So, Kyle Shannon, like I'm an undercover 49 So you root against the Niners then when he all sits the time. All the time. All the time. I always root against the I root against the Broncos and the 49ers all the time. The Broncos and the 49ers are on yep. your shit list. Yes. Yes. I could care less about them. How about the Browns? Uh I just want to fight the the the, the <laughs> coach, you know what I'm saying? I want to fight him for real, man. Like, you know, to have that Dude, much you power. You don't even look like power. that kind of guy. So, are you one of the are you one of these guys? Okay, you're an on and off switch, right? There's not a, there's not a middle thing in there, right? So, hey, go, folks. This is how you do this when you're in a locker room or you're at a team meeting and you're in where we all sit. There's certain dudes that are like this guy here. You know what they are? They're lions. You can kind of mess around with them a little bit, but they don't bite you. They eat you. Right. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I feel like Bruce Banner sometimes, man. Because, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell people all the time. You know, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry, and I, I and I, sometimes I hold a grudge, bro. And I and I I'm trying to stop that. You know, I'm just like my mom trying to get to heaven now, so I, I want to stop doing <laughs> that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I really do, man. Like my mom's really trying to get to heaven right now. You know, so she's so nice to my to her grandkids. You know, my kids, but she wasn't nice to me, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I'm just oh, trying to so your mom right now. She's throwing logs on the good fire where before she was throwing right, them on. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, right. so like when somebody has like needs to walk across the street, excuse me, ma'am. Do you mind me helping you here into your car? <laughs> so she's kind of and, and, and you, so the mom's mom Brooks is doing this. Hey man, I had five good deeds today. Right. Okay. Let's <laughs> keep it count. <laughs> See, so you're a scoreboard dude. Yeah, bro, I'm I'm that guy, man. I, I, see, I mean, man, I'll I, never get rid of that. I I'll tried it. Get, I, see, here's I what I do. You fuck me over once, man. I'm. It's over with. I have no interest <laughs> in being your friend. 
caring about you at right. all. And it don't take much for that to happen. I mean, right, family right. members, I've done this too. I mean, friends who I, I had a friend for 35 years. And he said some shitty shit about me on the internet. And I said this to him. I go, Jim, let me tell you something. If I ever fucking see you again, I will slap you until you drop to your knees. I won't punch you. I'm going to slap you. That's like worse than getting punched. Dude. I'd rather you knock me out than to slap Yeah, Yeah, because I'm going to slap you and embarrass you. Do right. you ever talk to me like that again in public or about me? Because you know who I am. I'll get on an airplane. And I'll come get you. I did that to Sap once. Me and him had a big, what? we had a big blowout years ago. He said something shitty. And I said, let me tell you something, Warren. And you know who I am. I'll meet you on a beach somewhere where no one's around. You pick the beach. I'll be there. And I'll tell you what. We're going <laughs> to find out who the better dude is. I've done that before, too, dude. I mean, a guy, a guy beat me up when I was younger. <laughs> and I went back to this place. His name was Danny Lewis, and I was a young kid. And he used to bully me in in, in high school because I was like the bigger dude in my class. And right, I was just, right. And you, you and so one of these senior dude, guys, yeah. one of these senior guys video, came ahead. after me. And so this guy, you know, he was pushing me around and stuff. And God made me cry. So I said, man. After my freshman year, I go back to this place, Princeton, Illinois, and I go looking for this motherfucker. And he's at the county fair. And I was like, perfect. And I got to tell you, man, since that day, Big Sills was like 188. No. Okay. And I'm a pretty good brawler, dog. I mean, and I'm pretty quick with the fist. And I'm one of them one punch Eric Lindros knockout guys. right okay so i saw that motherfucker man he was oh yeah i saw you on tv had his hand up when he put his hand up man i cracked him and i put him right on his ass i said you must be under the wrong impression here well i'm gonna hook you up on something you're lucky if if i don't kill you here i beat that guy to within inches of his life and i'll tell you this there was more blood and i right in the middle of the right in the middle of the um of the fair, I did this, and I, I look. I don't do this shit anymore. I'm trying to better myself. Me too, I'm, bro. Hey, I'm trying. I, I'm just. I haven't done that stuff in like 25 years. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm really. I'm just trying to. But when I was younger, like that, no way, man. Guy said two words to me. Not very. I threw a dude out a window. <laughs> what? Yeah. I told you that, right? I threw a dude out the window at Maryland. Oh yeah, yeah. You did say that. Yeah. Say that. I mean, hey, I, I was. I was pretty like, um, yeah. I well, mean, see, I was when you're yeah, growing up, you know, when you're when a big guy. Aren't, aren't you a different dude today than you I were? am? I, I mean, am. Look, that that football and that that stuff puts you at this high energy level, guy. It takes decades to stop being that guy, man. Well, you talk, man. What, see, what it was with me, I was since I was bigger than most kids growing up. I was always taught don't hit little guy because you know you're you know you're bigger than they are you know you might hurt them you know so you're not supposed to do that so I didn't have that rule <laughs> yeah well see you know I grew up I grew up like that up until uh, my brothers came of age of um you know that they were starting to get in trouble so my brother Philip man like when you know he a big dude now but when he was younger he was so skinny and, and little you know that every time something happened to him I had to pick all right who am I scared of. Am I scared of this guy or this group of guys, or am I more scared of my mom? Well, nine <laughs> times out of ten, 
I was scared of my mom. So I would go whip about four guys for my little brother from his mouth because he's talking crazy just to keep from going home and, and, and dealing with my mom. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, that's the way I, I, I made I sure. Love, I love you, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I do, man. I love you. Dude, guy just said something about my NWA. Yeah, I, I used to do security for NWA because oh, Luther Campbell. Yeah, Luther Campbell would have like he'd have NWA down for two live crew. My my grandparents, who's two live crew? Ah, it's country band, <laughs> Graham. Don't worry about it, you know. And all of a sudden, my grandmother sees Luther getting arrested on TV because he's barking, <laughs> killed this and that, whatever. And I'm going shit. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "That's your friend, Luther Campbell." And you'd send her tickets too, man. Come down. It was crazy, man. It was like. So I'm standing there, man, and Easy E and all these guys, man, and yelling. I'm doing the concerts, man. I mean, I had such a great time. Guys would come on stage, and man, I'll tell you what, man. Me and Jerome and Stubbs and a couple of the guys, man, we're just throwing dudes over the railings that, so the people wouldn't come near them. They loved us, Ice Cube and all them guys. That's how I knew. That's how I met really truly Ice Cube back in the day. I was a security. We ran security for NWA. How's that like crazy? <laughs> Easy E, I loved his ass. By the way. Straight out of Compton, have you seen that? Yeah. Dude, the guy that plays Easy E, I had I had Ice Cube on my show um, a couple weeks ago. That dude, I swear to you, I said, hey man, I thought it was easy on the stage because that's how he rolled like that. I <laughs> I had a fun time. I don't even know how he got on that. Some guy brought it up over here. Barrett, I mean, funny how we how, funny how we are today, right, man? Right, right. I'm You're good. sending me welding welding pictures now, right? You gotta okay. make it happen, and I'm man. trying yeah. to fix an Ethernet. <laughs> I have no idea what an Ethernet is, so I don't know. Anyway, hey brother, thanks for having me here again, man. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. I shall you, bro. see you tomorrow. Don't forget to catch me later on over at the uh, National Football Show. I got Rick Goslin from Dallas. We're gonna talk a little Cowboys. That'll be later on, four to six Eastern time till tomorrow. Barrett, I'll catch you on the flip side, brother. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.